Well, hello, Hans. Welcome back to our silly, goofy mood era. I am one of your co-hosts, V, And I'm Meg, the other co-host. Hello. Hello. <laughs> it took us so long to get started recording today because I was like, I gotta take my pills. Okay, wait, I gotta go find my glasses. And I literally <laughs> felt like Velma in that instance. You were like, I can't see it's without me. my glasses. My glasses. My glasses. <laughs> I just can't. Like, I went to look up something on Fangoria and I was like, what does that say? <laughs> like, these words. They're not wording. Why is that? <laughs> These words are blurry. <laughs> <laughs> Why? What could, what could be the problem with that? It's Meg's vision, clearly. No, not clearly. If it was clear, <gasps> you would be able to read. <laughs> you just read me to filth on that one. Thanks. <laughs> what can I say? Silly goofy. <laughs> we are in our silly goofy era right now, aren't we? Uh, we are. We're just we're just vibing at the moment. After our long break, we were like, you know what? We're just gonna do episodes from shit that we enjoy. You know, today's topic, as you'll see from the title, is a personal favourite of mine that Meg yeah. watched recently, which is Tucker and Dale versus Evil. But before we get into You have been on my ass about that dude, and I finally was like, mm. Val said, let's watch a movie. And I was like, yeah, sure, okay. And and they were like, let's watch Knock at the Cabin, which I do want to see. Mm. And I was like, well, V has, like, been riding my ass about watching this one movie. Um, do you think we could watch Tucker and Dale versus Evil? And I was like, please? And Val goes, I've been wanting to watch that for years. Let's put it on. So <laughs> if you have to say thank you to anybody, it would be to Val. Uh, yes. Yes, but before we get into this topic, there is some horror news that has come out. So let's get into it. First bit of horror news is there is going to be a Wizard of Oz horror film called Gale Stay Away from Oz. Wait, what? Yeah, there's going to be. Why am I just now finding out about this? (laughs) Because it's literally. I saw a poster on Facebook because I follow like some horror pages on Facebook and literally one of them posted the this poster and I was like, um, let me see if this is true. Look on IMDb and it's a real fucking thing. So yeah, there's gonna be a Wizard of Oz horror film called Gale. Stay away from Oz. Wizard of Oz is scary just by itself. Like why uh, are we rebooting it as a horror? This, the second one is fucking terrifying for sure but yeah I- i'm pretty excited for it because i do enjoy myself some wizard of oz and um for those who may not know me personally um wicked is one of my favorite musicals so um oh when that comes out um the mu- the film for wicked i'm gonna be a fucking mess but we're not gonna go there um <laughs> so yeah so that's the bit about um horror news next bit is there's there's another reboot happening um in tv format and it is um <laughs> twilight okay but like i'm sorry i love twilight i am obsessed in sixth grade we had to do like a project where we had to make like a, a city like a 3D map, and I made a 3D map of Forks. Like, I was that little sixth grader reading all the Twilight books. That's kind of slow. I love it. I'm here for it. Let's do it. I'm interested to see what exactly they do. Like, is it just going to be, you know, a reboot from, like, the films and books into TV format, kind of like a Vampire diary sort of thing? So... Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Were you a Vampire Diaries girl? I was not a Vampire Diaries girl. I tried to watch that like three separate times and I just could never get into it. Like it it wasn't scary. I didn't think it was like super romantic. I just, I felt like it was there. <laughs> I get that. I never watched like Vampire Diaries. Oh, really? No, Everybody was, was like obsessed with it, dude. Yeah, no, I was I was not that girl. 
I was not obsessed with it. I have never watched a single episode of Vampire Diaries, so. Okay, well, you don't really need to. Like, she's in love with a vampire, I think. We've seen it before. So basically been Twilight. Down, been down that road, and there's, like, witches and other stuff, but it just wasn't, I don't know, yeah. it just wasn't my vibe. You might yeah. like it, actually, but it just wasn't for me. Yeah. Mm, no, thanks. Like, <laughs> I've consumed enough vampire media for my lifetime. Never enough vampire media. Plenty of vampire media. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> next bit of horror news is there is going to be a new Godzilla versus King Kong film. I'm excited because I do love monster movies, like giant monster movies. And Godzilla has got a little place in my heart. Because I love that lizard with every bean of me. Can I share a secret with you and our listeners? You've never watched a single Godzilla film, have you? Or King Kong, no. Oh my I've, god. I, I, I don't know what's wrong with me. I've just never, never watched them. I know at some point we should do like an episode about Godzilla, an episode about King Kong. But like, I don't know. They never spoke to me and called me to be like, watch me so i just did it (laughs) (laughs) i mean i was like that with king kong because king kong is just a giant ape but godzilla is a giant lizard dinosaur that's cool that breathes fire as well blue fire who wouldn't love that i mean he does sound pretty cool but (sighs) and another thing that has distracted me is like there's so many movies (laughs) yeah it's like And I'm somebody, if I'm going to watch, like, a series, I want to watch them all. Like, I don't like to skip them, and also I like to watch them kind of back to back to back. So that's going to be, like, a whole three-day weekend for me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, maybe longer, considering um, Godzilla originated in Japan, and there are um, no-budget TV movies that were made in Japan for Godzilla. I really didn't need you bringing down my shine this morning, but here we are. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but I'm excited for it. So let's move on to the next bit. It's been announced there is going to be a spin-off to Stranger Things called The Burrows. Don't think we've had any more information apart from that at the moment. So we, we're going to have to see. We're going to have to see. Is it going to take part during the events of the series or after the events of the end of the series, before the series? Like, I just need to know what, what, what this is going to be. I'm down for any Stranger Things content. I'm a huge Stranger Things fan. We even covered Stranger Things. Those were like super long episodes, though. Mm-hmm. But you can go back and listen to those if you please. I'm down for it. I'll watch whatever they put out. I'm a simp for Stranger Things. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm just interested to see how how they're going to end the main Stranger Things series and then also give us information about the spinoff and where it lies within the timeline of the series. So... The Duffer brothers are attached to that too, right? I think so, yeah. I think because Stranger Things are... That's like their baby. So yeah. I think they'll have some for either like they're going to have full invo- um, involvement, some sort of involvement. Still don't know. All we've had is a title at the moment. So yeah. Yeah, that would be my only pause is if somebody were to do something Stranger Things and they weren't very hands on with it because yeah. they truly like have a love for their craft. And, you know, like you said, Stranger Things is their baby, so I would feel kind of hesitant if they weren't attached, but fingers yeah. crossed. Fingies fingers and crossed. toes. Fingies and toes are crossed. Well, the final bit of horror news that I have is that um, Iron Lung, which is a submarine horror game, is being adapted into a film by one of my personal favorite YouTubers, Markiplier, aka Mar- uh, Mark Fishbock. Wow, really? I yes. just watched his, um, the only thing I've seen from him is the, um, what the fuck is that game called? Over, over, no, not Overwatch. What is that one called? Where they're in the spooky asylum. Outlast. Outlast, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's the only videos that I've seen from him. Like, I'm not, 
I'm not a huge gamer girly, even though <laughs> your girl has been watching Gab Smolder's Nancy Drews. Mm-hmm. Uh, those those videos are my comfort videos. Like, I will fully fall asleep to them because it's so soothing. Wait, stop, because that's literally what I put on when I go to sleep. <laughs> and then I get tired and I'm like, turn off. Pass out. <laughs> literally. Um, but yes, um, yeah, he's going to be starring in it and it's his um, full feature length film directorial debut as well. So I'm very excited um, because Marcus... Does he have like a budget budget or is this like a... I think like this, I think there's a budget. I don't know if it's like a big budget, but like he's, he's um, so you, um, YouTube used to do things called YouTube Red, I think, where they would fund um, some YouTubers to do like, um tv shows or films and mark did a couple with youtube where it was like um a choose your own adventure like film sort of thing um and he had budget budget for the last one so i think he wrote the script i think he shipped the script around and then he got the funding so he's been uh currently filming that it only got announced a couple of days ago what exactly he was filming um which is iron lung um and i think i don't think it's out this year i think it'll be out next year but we'll have to see but i'm very excited for that personally because i love mark so much yeah that's exciting though like i have said it before i like youtube and like tiktok creators because normally they don't have like huge budgets but they make something super cool so that's awesome like that's super cool it's very exciting and says very exciting well i had some stuff to talk about too but it's not horror news oh okay it's a special segment that we do occasionally called horror hot goss so i have some fucking gossip oh to talk about girl give it to me give okay to me. number one i saw a tweet mm-hmm. and it said that Smile was the highest grossing film of 2022. And I was like, that's a motherfucking lie. Like, I know that is a lie. So I've been on the internet several times and I cannot find like a true list, I feel like. Every list is different on how many, how, like how big the box office was. So I found one list and it said that Nope was the highest grossing 2022 horror film. Then Smile, then The Black Phone. But that's from the numbers. And then if we go to Fangoria, Mm. they say that number one was Jurassic World Dominion, which is interesting. But they do still have Smile as number two. Mm. Then they have Nope, which I'm like, so what is the fucking truth? Then Morbius. How is that on any fucking highest grossing list? I don't feel like that's correct. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know the truth and I need to know the fucking truth. So because... if one of our listeners knows how I can get the truth behind this, please DM us on Instagram at Horror Hunts Podcast. Right. So are they then... saying that Smile grossed higher in the box office than Night? Correct. Then if we go to Forbes... Let's go to Forbes, okay? They say number one was A Quiet Place, part two. Wait, that's from 2021. Oh, this is from the COVID pandemic era. Forbes, I don't give a fuck about that. I want the 2022. Oh, okay. So I've just looked on um, Wikipedia on Nope and Smile um, for their box office numbers for um, the US. So Nope's budget was $68 million and its box office um, numbers was $171.2 million. Smile had a budget of $17 million and grossed in the box office um, $217.4 million. So from the looks of that, it does look like um, Smile did outperform Nope in the box office. I'm sorry. I'm so fucking sorry. But what the fuck, dude? Like, smile, really? Like, that was the number one? Because I keep seeing it at number two, which, like, there is some debate, like, if Jurassic World is a horror movie. What do you feel about that? Personally, I don't see 
Jurassic Park as horror. I think it's more action slash adventure. I'm going to have a look. I am just kind of flabbergasted that Smile is like number one or number two at the highest grossing film of 2022. But I feel like it's advertising. Like you could not escape that advertising. We've talked about that before. Yes, that's exactly what I was about to say. Smile got so much promotion and advertising compared to Note that it's kind of unfair on Note, essentially, because Note is... I, I mean, I haven't personally watched Smile. I've watched Note, and I personally loved Note. And the fact that it did not get a like, big advertisement like Smile, it really does fuck me off, to be honest. Because if it got the correct, got the correct advertisement, I think Nope would have outperformed Smile. But here's my thing too: is like in 2022, we saw Scream Five at the beginning of the year. Yeah. But also, what kind of like super shook me is the fact that Halloween Kills wasn't up there. Like that's the final conclusion, or Halloween Ends. It was the final conclusion of the Laurie Strode. I know what you're you're making faces. I understand. But like from having a horror movie that has lasted since the 70s have its final final tale come out and it's not it's beaten out by Smile. Like I'm sorry, Smile was cheesy like legitimately though. Yes, but you haven't watched the last Halloween film yet. So I don't I think you can fully but... understand why it's not on a list until you've watched it. Here's the thing, though. Regardless of if it was a good film, I'm just surprised that there weren't more asses in the seats. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think because it didn't get great reviews, people probably thought, I'm just going to wait for it to come out on streaming or on physical release, whereas Smile was getting, you know, this hyped up um, reviews have been like, it's one of the most terrifying films out there. These, this is making people leave the cinema early because it's so frightening, that sort of thing. So people are more intrigued to go watch it than the last Halloween film. But also, if you talk to a true like horror fan, they either haven't seen Smile. Or they're like, it was all right. Mm. Like, it's something that we've already seen before because it definitely follows the it follows formula. Exactly. I don't know. I just kind of find that, like, mind-blowing that that was the supposedly it movie of 2022, not even considering fucking Barbarian, Mm. because people were losing their shit about that movie. Yeah, but again, that didn't get the advertisement like Smile did because Are Smile you sure? had. Oh, I'm a hundred percent sure because Smile. So Barbarian for me in the UK, the advertisement was minimal. Smile advertisement was everywhere. Like everywhere. it was all over my feeds. It was on TV. I was seeing, you know, people like, you know, the way they did like the people smiling at like yeah. in public sort of thing, like the stunt thing. Like, that was everywhere. For me, I didn't see that much about Barbarian at all in the UK. So I think it does really go down to how much it's pushed to the general public. Horror fans, they'll see it regardless. But it's about getting the general public that don't normally go out and see horror films to go watch it. That's true. And that's what I feel like where Smile was successful is like it was scary to the general public. Yeah. But to people who watch horror all the time, every day, like we do, um, and like in our community, it was just kind of like been there, done that, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Exactly that. So uh, again, I'm kind of not surprised, but surprised at the same time. I also have another piece of horror hot goss. And I sent you a screenshot of this because it's something that we talked about literally, I think, in our previous episode. So, spoiler alert, me and V saw Renfield, and we'll talk about that here in a minute. Oh, yeah. Every time I watch a movie, I go to Letterboxd afterwards, I log my film, 
and I just see what other people are saying about it. Unfortunately, when I screenshotted this, I did not screenshot the person's name. You keep doing this about letterbox reviews. I keep doing it. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I will be better next time. Maybe. Eh. So this was like a really lengthy letterbox review. And sometimes I read them and sometimes I don't. But I'm glad that I read this one. It gave Renfield a 4.5. But at the end, it dropped something that I was like shook by because we talked about how Radio Silence and Melissa Barrera are going to have like an untitled Universal Monster movie coming out sometime soon. And it's nobody really knows what it is. It just says Universal Untitled Monster Movie. Well, this fucking letterbox review, I don't know if this is true. But it says, exceeded every expectation I had going in. And I'm even more thrilled to see how Radio Silence follows suit with their incoming take on Dracula's daughter. What? Is this supposed to be public knowledge? Also, is there anywhere else that this is on? Like, any other social media site? Because how how does this person know? I'm confused. Literally just about to check um melissa's imdb coming up projects to see if there's anything on there because if they've dropped that hot goss of tea at the end of a very lengthy letterbox review that people probably are not gonna read fully amazing good on them no uh literally on imdb all it says is untitled monster thriller for universal pictures project and it says plot under wraps and she's literally the only person that is linked to it currently apart from you know directors radio silent and the writers so i'm just gonna have a look at the writers okay but like where did they get this information (laughs) Like, if they've literally just spilt some very hot tea, mm, girl. If they just spilt some very hot tea and our, like, small little horror podcast found that, I would like all of our listeners to just give us the biggest shout out ever when they release that and be like, Horror Huns released this back in April via a letterbox review that they found. I need, like, I need some sort of, like, sleuthing recognition Mm. because what yeah it just says it's gonna be a horror thriller that's it there's literally no information whatsoever about it so we're just gonna have to see if that's true if it comes out that it's dracula's daughter i think my my mind will be absolutely blown and i will take letterbox reviews a lot more seriously i will read every long review that i come across i swear to god i will yeah, I'm 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 kind of excited. If it is Dracula's daughter, I'm pretty excited to see that, to be honest. Yeah. But then again, I'm still hoping it's Creature from the Black Room, but I probably know it's not. <laughs> well, we talked about it. Do you wanna talk about Renfield a little bit? Oh, hundred percent let's talk about Renfield a bit. We both went to see it on the same day. We did. We did And we didn't we even have... tell each other. No. And I don't think we've really actually spoken fully about our feelings towards it. But let me just say, Nicolas Cage as Dracula, fantastic choice. (laughs) Absolutely fantastic. I thought you were going to say Nicholas Holt as Renfield, fantastic choice. And that's true. Both were excellent choices. Yeah, like seriously, they they made the movie. I could have maybe done without Aquafina. You know, that was the thing that kind of drudged down the movie for me a little bit, was, like, that it was so involved with that. But, like, I also see where it ties into why Dracula is mad at Renfield, because he wants to do good and he wants to help people, and, like, he's trying to help her. So, like, I do see that aspect of it. I just didn't realize that that was going to be, like, the whole central storyline. Yeah, yeah. Potentially, if it was maybe a different actress, um, probably would have been more, you know, substance. You know, it is what it is. Nicholas Holt <laughs> and Nicholas Cage do save it. Do save this film. And I want to talk about the cinematography in this movie because, oh my god, jaw on the floor when 
they go to that hospital, the abandoned hospital where he puts Dracula up and there's all those blood bags behind him. Oh my god, that was so visually stunning. Like, to be honest, anything that was in Dracula's lair was so pleasing to the eye. Also, his fucking Renfield apartment was pleasing to the eye. Like, he's so cute. (laughs) It would be you. That's how you would decorate it. I was going to say, yeah, like, I have all the pastels and, like, cute shit. So, yeah, I I dug this movie. I thought it was, like, a 4.5. For me, I just felt like it could have detracted a little bit from Aquafina and that whole storyline. Yeah, I would have loved more with the support group. I wanted the support group to like help him, you know, like yes, team up with him. Oh my god, that would have been so cute. But that's what I'm saying. Like that's low key what I missed. But I'm just glad that we got the support crew that or support group that we got in the end because that scene was heartbreaking. I don't want to spoil anything because it is still relatively new. But oh my god, Mm. I was like, no, no, no. I wanted to cry at that part. Oh my god. But it's all fine. It's all fine. All fine. But you know one of my favorite people in this film was? I hope I know what you're about to say, but go ahead, say it. No, I want you to guess. I don't know what the actor's name is, but um, from Parks and Rec. Ben Schwartz. Yeah. (laughs) I love him so much. He is one of my favorite <laughs> one of my favorite people ever and honestly he makes me laugh every time i see him he's so funny he is and uh the way he just portrays that character just the bumbling mafia guy so good so good but yeah i really enjoyed renville is it one you need to go watch in the cinema i don't think so i think you could potentially wait for it to be released on physical or streaming. But yeah, I enjoyed it thoroughly. Yeah, I mean, like, if you're not super stoked on it, just wait until it comes out, uh, home release, and watch it. Because it's definitely worth watching. Like, oh, yeah. I definitely... It's it's a, it's a silly, goofy, fun time movie. And I tweeted that after I saw it, and the director liked the tweet... Because I think that people, and we've talked about this before, people fail to realize that sometimes directors and writers just want to make a fun movie. Like, they just want to make something that's, like, not so serious. And I think that that's that's what you get with Renfield. It's just silly and fun. Yeah. And I definitely approve. But that leads into our film for today, Tucker and Dale vs. Evil. Wait, but I wanted to tell you about the other movie that I saw this week. Yes. The one I've not yet watched that I'm going to be watching today. I went to see Evil Dead on Friday. Evil Dead Rise, excuse me. B, I watched a TikTok review about it before I went. And they were like, if you're an avid horror fan, you're going to be like, okay, yeah, this has some really nice details. If you were like a so so horror fan you're gonna be like oh this is this is doing that if you are not a horror fan you need to strap the fuck in because this movie goes in this movie was super unsettling at parts but i'm disappointed by one scene in particular that i'm sure that we can talk about when you're done seeing it but wow this movie was super brutal it was extremely bloody Obviously, that's what you want in an Evil Dead movie, but the hallway scenes, when I tell you, I cannot get them out of my brain. Mm-hmm. Okay. Your main antagonist, the main Deadite, she's terrifying. Like, this is not a silly, goofy, funny Deadite, although I feel like this movie has a little bit more humor than the 2013 movie. Mm-mm. She She legitimately unsettled me. Like, legitimately made me, like, oh, yeah, I don't like that. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to watch it. Yeah, I all I've been hearing online is people just keep mentioning the cheese grater scene. 
Do you want me to tell you? No, I don't want you to tell me. Okay, we can discuss after you get out, but yeah, we can discuss it when you okay. get out. Um, The scene that I think got the most reaction from the audience, because I saw it with a packed theater on Friday night, like legitimately so many fucking people. The scene that got the most reaction was a scalping scene. Oh, okay, Slay. Because, you know, we that's no... That's no um, secret. You can see it in the trailer. Yeah. The scalping scene was pretty nuts. Um, But one thing that I really loved about this movie was the title sequence. Like, when they show Evil Dead Rise. Oh, all the hair stood up on my arms. I was like, oh, this is about to be so good. Um, I'm so excited to hear what you have to say about it. Like... I would be so happy if our next episode was Evil Dead Rise because I feel like we are going to have so much to talk about. Okay. Okay. Maybe, maybe it will. Maybe it will. So if I had to give it a letterbox score, it would be four out of five stars. It wasn't perfect, but we were talking about it with Spencer and I agree with him. Some of the sound in that movie was like a little bit overdone, like overworked. But overall, it was a really stellar storyline. I was low-key hesitant about it being not in a cabin and with children, but I feel like that just improved so much because, like, you're really, like, on the edge of your seat, like, oh, no. Oh, no. And just want to say, we have a new horror icon from this movie. Okay. And that is Staphne. When you meet Staphne, you'll understand why. Okay. Okay. Interesting. We'll see. We'll when are you seeing it? 6.15 p.m. today, oh, which is yes. Sunday the 23rd. So, got a few hours to go. Got a few hours to go. I'm excited for you. Like, truly, I'm, excited I'm super me excited too. for you. I'm excited. I know you were so excited when I told you I watched Tucker and Dale vs. Evil. Yes, yes. Now we're finally getting back. Back to it. Back to it. Yes. Sorry, I just couldn't not talk about <laughs> Evil Dead Rise. No, it's good. It's fine. It's fine, baby girl. It's fine. But we're talking about this evil now. Am I? Am I? Am I two favorite little hillbillies? Tucker and Dale. Yeah. I had high expectations going into this movie because of you, and they were they were met. They were met. This movie is so giving in so many different ways. Oh my god. Literally. So I love horror comedies so much there is something special about them and this is one of my favorite ones and i think it's truly underrated like because i never hear people talk about this film never ever ever uh i want to start hearing chit chat about tucker and dale versus evil because this film fucking hilarious and (laughs) the deaths in this film as well are fucking hilarious i absolutely fucking adored this film but first question to you meg is which one's your favorite tucker or dale i like both of them like so that's hard for me to say but um probably i like dale he's so sweet and tucker is definitely cynical which i like how they you know mellow each other out a little bit but i would say dale interesting who's your fave tucker Tucker's my favorite. Okay, why so? Because shit keeps happening to Tucker and Dale just seems to get unscathed for it all. Like, the amount of shit that Tucker has put through in this film is so funny. And I really do feel for him because all he wants is to have the little vacation home. And then these bloody teenagers start causing a ruckus. Well, maybe they shouldn't have been out in those woods. Yeah, but it's teenagers. Of course they're going to be out in woods. But if you've never seen um, Tucker and Dale vs. Evil, but you have seen Letterkenny, Tucker and Dale are essentially Squirrely Dan and Daryl, but in American form, which I absolutely adore. Like, I'm not lying to you, V. If you ever see any clips of Letterkenny, you will understand what I'm talking about. What I did find was super funny was when Dale got... <laughs> <laughs> when he got stung by all those bees and like they were so big on his face and by like certain scenes they were just like gone like oh yeah never happened and i'm just like i love it i love the inconsistency yes mama like, give it to me 
like it's not the most perfect film. We know that, but the story behind Tucker and Dale versus Evil and the acting in this film as well is just perfection. And Alan Tudyk, who plays Tucker, is personally one of my favorite actors ever. He's that's been what Val in... said too. Yeah, he's been in Resident um Resident Alien, which is on Sci-Fi, where he plays an alien who gets stuck on Earth. Um, he's in the Harley Quinn animated TV show. Mm-hmm. He's in Firefly, and he is in the Santa Clarita Diet as well, which should have never been cancelled by Netflix because that was a really good show. But I love him so much, and that's probably also why Tucker is one of my favourite in this film. And I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it as well. I liked Chad. Are you fucking kidding me? I was literally about to say the one thing that they got right was giving the biggest prick the name Chad. Yes! (laughs) (laughs) He, like, wasn't... He did not want to stop. Like, he was crazy. I think that he had a little bit of his dad in him. Yes, that was a twist and a half at the end when you find out, like, he thinks that his dad got killed by these hillbillies in the 80s um but turns out his dad was one of the hillbillies wasn't he the only hillbilly no there was two i thought that they said no i thought that they said that it was only him in the end there's like newspaper articles oh yeah Hmm. i don't know but um just the fact of how these two never killed anyone like, they never actually killed anyone. It was quite simply, these people were mistaking them for killers just based on their appearance. Yeah. And they did not ever put harm to these kids. One person fucking impaled themselves. Mm-hmm. One impaled themselves again. One ran into a fucking wood chipper. Like, as soon as I saw that wood chipper, I, t- I looked at yeah. and I said, somebody's <laughs> going in that motherfucker. Somebody is going in that motherfucker. Truly. Like, <laughs> one shoots himself, one blows himself, well, what, half blows himself up, another one shoots another one. They basically, the teenagers kill themselves, which is one, comes to one of my favorite parts of the, the film is when Tucker and Dale come to the conclusion that the yes. teens are doing a suicide pact. <laughs> like, out of all the conclusions they come to, it's like, I know what this is. They're, they're doing these, that suicide pack thing. These kids are killing themselves, officer. <laughs> Love the fact that they took that stereotype and flipped it on its head. And I think that that is so interesting that those kids automatically assume that they were killers. Which, like, I mean, at first, like, they did low-key kidnap somebody, but it worked out to her benefit. It did, it did. I think I think this is the whole premise of the film. Is basically if we didn't know why Tucker and Dale were there, which is basically they brought this cabin to be their summer home, we would be on the teenager side thinking that, oh, these guys are killers. Because when Tucker and Dale first meet the teenagers at the gas station, Tucker says to Dale, he's like, Oh, just just ask them how their day is and like laugh and he's holding one of those um scythes. And he's like, so why are you all here? And he goes, ha, 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 I would be scared too. Yeah. But if we didn't get the context of them being there for their summer home, like renovating this old cabin, which is a very dodgy cabin. I knew before that sheriff went in there, I said, it's going to be what they didn't fix. It's going to be that part they didn't fix. And by golly, it sure was that part they didn't fix. Yeah. And you know what? Even though the foreshadowing was so obvious, the payoff of the foreshadowing, perfection. I did not hate any of it. Like, it didn't spoil anything for me because when the death still happened, it was like, this is fantastic. I love this so much. That is so funny that you mentioned that because I literally was talking to Val after we watched Evil Dead Rise and I was like, that's how I know that I could be like a horror writer is because every time I watch a movie and this happened in Tucker and Dale versus Evil, 
I'd be like, oh, they're going to get killed by X. And then they would get killed by X. And Val's like, how do you know that? I was like, I've seen enough of these fucking movies that I know what's going to happen at this point. Like, but it, it this movie gives you such a good payoff with them because they're so like off the wall, s- stupid funny that it's just like, I saw that coming, but you guys handled it in the best way possible. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And one of my, also my other favorite scenes from this is when Tucker and Dale are going out shouting for the teenagers and Tucker is covered in the bee stunks. And like, obviously the teenagers can't understand what he's trying to say. So they carve a note in it to some wood because the teenagers ran away from them. And it's like the most menacing thing in the whole entire world. We have your friend. And it's like, if we only saw from the teenager's perspective, that shit would be like, oh, they're going to die. They're going to get killed by them. But because we're actually seeing it from Tucker and Dale's perspective, it's kind of like, oh, they're just telling them that they've got their friend. But Chad takes it so way too far, way too far. Okay, like he takes it so seriously. And I'm like, dude, you are not Rambo. Like, get a grip. Oh, um, (laughs) someone's, um, I am a letterbox review for this they gave it three stars and all they've put is asthma representation (laughs) he was doing all this because she wouldn't hook up with him a hundred percent and he thought if i save her she'll give me the pussy but guess what she definitely didn't give him the pussy she did not she did not and someone else gave the film five stars and just put dale is so baby girl <laughs> he is though like he really is like dale is like so kind soft and sweet yes i oh my god oh my i get god. why she fell for him i truly Me do too because you know what I think I would fall for him as well, to be honest. Like, he brings her breakfast in bed. They play games. They, she's like, he's just like, you know what? You rest up. You don't need to do anything. And then, oh my God, one of my other favorite parts is like when he's out there like digging a hole. Or like, yeah, digging a hole. And she goes out to help. And from the teenager's perspective, <laughs> it looks like he's making her dig her own grave. And then he hits her un- and knocks her unconscious with a fucking shovel, dude. For a second time! <laughs> God, this movie is so stupid, but I love it. Absolutely. My question to you is, what was your favorite death? I really liked the wood chipper scene because Tucker is trying to still grab him out of the wood chipper. And, like, it's just his legs. And you know this guy's, like, way too far gone. He's like come on come on and they get the legs out and then he like he like pulls it over one of them pulls it over the other's face and i'm just like oh my god the prosthetic of that though was immaculate yeah that's what val and i were saying we were like they're deaths and you're right it, it is like the babysitter because they're just overly bloody and gory and stupid but it works for the type of movie that was being made Mm hmm. Yeah, I think one of my, like, that one is probably my favorite. The second favorite one is when Tucker is running in the woods with, like, the teenager with the chainsaw. And the teenager, (laughs) like, runs and impales himself into wood. And just, Tucker just keeps running. He's gone. He was giving Leatherface TCM vibes for sure. (laughs) Yeah. Especially with him coming out, swinging it, and being like, ah. <laughs> Golden. It is just one of those films. Like, yes, it's not perfect. Uh, but someone else on IMDb gave it five stars and says, if you don't love this film, I don't like you. <laughs> that's you. <laughs> and that's on period. I was about to say, if I, w- I was nervous that I wasn't going to like this movie because I was like, he's going to disown me. No, I, I'm very good. Like, you know, if people don't like certain things, they don't like certain things. Like, it's if all I personal didn't like preference. this movie, would you judge me just a little bit? Oh, I think you, you're, you would not have a funny bone in your body at all because this is really funny. But we know I'm the funny one, right? <laughs> 
<laughs> the look on your face, you're like, honey, sit down. Honey, if anyone's going to be delusional, it's going to be me, all right? <laughs> I think the meds that I took before this episode say differently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed this movie. I'm glad that Val and I got to watch it together because, like I said, we both really wanted to watch it and I'm so glad that you were like on my ass about it because I would this would have just been a movie that would be in my watch list forever that I would just be like oh, I'll get to it oh I'll get to it oh I'll get to it and like we all have movies like that in our watch list but yeah. I'm so happy that I finally got to it I just think there was something special about this film like it had a five million um dollar budget and it only just it made between um, 5.2 and 5.5 million dollars at the box office so it didn't do spectacular but it did make its budget back and I just think people need to give this film a chance because from the poster it doesn't look like much you probably think oh from the title it's going to be like an evil dead knockoff but it's just got the humor I just went and logged it in letterboxd because I was a bad girl and did not log in on my letterboxd And I found a three and a half star review for it that says, give me one heterosexual explanation for how often Dale thinks about Tucker. That's Mm. true. That's what I'm saying. There was some underlying, there was some underlying gayness there. Oh, 100%. But they're just platonic besties who want a summer house together. That are a little bit gay, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) I'm calling it right now. Listen, listen, they would be the two best friends that would make a pack. If we don't get married by X age, we'll get married together. Yep. But, you know, Blondie stole that from Tucker. And now I guess we'll never know what could have been. Maybe they won't last. Maybe they will. I think they're going to last. You know, I wouldn't mind if there was a sequel to this one. Me neither. Let's make it happen, V. Yeah, let's do it. it. Like, the the humor gives Ash versus Evil Dead vibes. One thousand fucking percent one thousand percent so like you know even though it's been like 13 years because the film came out in 2010 i personally wouldn't mind the sequel yeah it's never too late i mean look at halloween stop it stop (laughs) it you're coming from my head right now i can feel it (laughs) i'm not i promise i promise but anyway i'm glad you watched (laughs) it and i'm glad you enjoyed it because this could have gone been a very different episode. That's very true. I'm I'm glad. I feel like whenever I suggest a movie to you, you don't really like it. But every time you you suggest a movie to me, I really like it. What can I say? My taste is fucking. <laughs> I can't even finish. I fucking hate laughing. you. I fucking no. hate you. No, listen, listen. It's just sometimes your suggestions are very artistic. And sometimes my brain doesn't vibe with it. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it doesn't. Speaking of artistic, um, the when I was like, throughout the day, I would see how many people had bought tickets to Evil Dead Rise because I'm like, I really want to see it with a bunch of people. Mm. And then I would go and see how many tickets Bo is Afraid sold. We outsold that movie. I'm, I'm sorry. Not I know that that's so mean, but I hope that Evil Dead Rise beats Bo's Afraid in ticket no. sales. I've said what I said. I'm sorry. <laughs> but go back and listen to the Ari Aster episode and you'll fucking know why. I, I will tell you one thing. I've seen one TikTok from someone that went and saw Bo's Afraid. And it was just after they saw it when they came out of the theater. And they were just like, what was that? Like, what was the whole point of that? So, like, that kind of just explains everything I need to know about the film. <laughs> yeah, I I was talking to Trevor about it, and Trevor was like, are, are you going to go see Bo is Afraid? And I'm like, no. Mm-mm. It's not one I'm going to no, go man. personally out of my way to go watch in theatre. I don't even think it's out in cinema in the UK at the moment either. I quite literally, if I never see that movie, if I never watch an Ari Aster film from here on out, I... I would die satisfied and content, I think. We're probably going to have to watch another one. Maybe not. We probably won't watch this one or review it, but probably one in future we probably have to. No, please, God, yes. don't do that to me. No, I'm, I'm just thinking about that Michael Scott. It it's like, no, God, please, no. No, no, no. no. Yes, anyway. You will have to make me record 
kicking and screaming. And you want to know what? I just will be like, <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't go. I'm sick. Too bad, bitch. Too <laughs> fucking Listeners, bad. do you see how V abuses me? Do you see? Well, do you hear? I guess you can't really see it, but V abuses me and bullies me into watching movies. I'm going to cry myself to sleep tonight. All I'm hearing is delusion right now. <laughs> That's it. That's all I'm hearing is wine, 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 delusion this, delusion that, wine, wine, wine. <laughs> You're mean. V, do you have any final thoughts for our laid back, chillaxed episode? <laughs> um, yeah, I I think people need to watch Tucker and Dale vs. Evil. Uh yeah. especially if you like Ash vs. Evil Dead, um potentially the uh, humor yeah. that was in Cabin in the Woods. Um Yeah. It's just a really fun watch, like a chilled watch. Um it's not too gory, but there is just enough gore in it as well so i would suggest go watching that and if you do let us know on our socials meg what's our socials at twitter wait on twitter <laughs> at horror huns pod and on instagram at horror huns podcast yes let us know what you think about tucker and dale versus evil v runs our social media so if anybody comments they will let me know but yes I agree. You need to watch Tucker and Dale vs. Evil no matter how many times your best friend begs you to. Just get around to it when you get around to it. Um, And also, just a little FYI, there will be no new episode next week. I have um, something that I'm going out of town for, so I'm sorry unless V wants to record by yourself and just post the silliest, silly podcast episode in the world. That would be the shortest episode in the whole entire world, you know that. Because I'll be like, uh... What? I'm begging you to release that next Wednesday. Begging you. But that's all I got for our chillaxed episode. I hope that everybody had fun. And just go watch more horror movies, you know? We all need that in our lives. Well... We do. V, it's been real. It's been been fun. See See you in two weeks. See you in two weeks, bitches. Adios. Bye.